Welcome to another episode of Chingona 101. In today's episode, we have a special guest that is making waves in the community. I can't wait to talk about her journey, about female empowerment, about making a difference in the lives of others. Get ready. Elena, thank you so much for being our guest today. And I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to say, let's dive in. So can you start by introducing yourself and telling the world who you are? Like instant, like we're on this like joint mission together. So it's been amazing. (laughs) So I'm in finance. I've been in finance for 16 years. And um, through that process, just ended up being really passionate about serving people who um, needed that extra help uh, financially. So we decided to start a nonprofit, the Women's Education and Leadership League. And then throughout that process, we recognized the importance of bringing wellness to women. So not just the financial literacy, but also the wellness piece. So emotional wellness, physical wellness, and leadership skills. And Domenica has been a huge part of this from day one and just like opening doors for us to serve in different organizations and um, just being that leader. And so you've been on our board, you've been the key connector to organizations. And I just can't believe how far we've come together since the beginning of this. Oh my goodness. It's really been a journey, hasn't it? Now that you say that, oh my goodness, it's been a lot of things that have happened since that initial table where we were sitting and having coffee and where we met. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always think back, you know, when we were in my office looking out the window, overlooking the Gallo Center and, and then, and then, you know, you won the 20 under 40 and we were at the Gallo Center and that's where, you know, the whole idea came to bring Living Well to serve those who are on the front line serving people in need. So, you know, early childhood development workers and nonprofit employees and people who are serving those in need, not just bringing our wellness program to those in need, but also to enrich the lives of those on the front line. So it's like just amazing how that came together. And now you with your entire movement that you've created, which has been so amazing to witness. Thank you. Well, I have to tell you that, you know, when I started my journey in putting myself out in the community, which is how we met, because I wanted to connect with a women's group and I didn't know where to go. Right. And so I think it's amazing that you're have an opportunity for the community to be a part of a group where you can go and connect and grow and evolve and feel supported because the things that have developed for you out of well and then to me I in building that confidence of being a part of a group you know the things that have evolved for me have all stemmed from the same mission of helping wanting to help other women and serving others. And so isn't it interesting how the moment, at least I found for me, and you can tell me a little bit about 
what you think that the minute that I shifted my mindset on, you know, this is just going to help others. Like I want to help others. I um, want to redefine my mission statement. And once I started to work on those things, it was like, I felt like a magnet where all these amazing things were happening. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And it's like, I love that quote, right? Life's about we, not me. And when you go into that mindset of serving, a lot of the insecurities lift, right? So like when we first met, you know, I was so afraid of public speaking. And now here we are today, the day, because I know you probably shared a little bit in that too. And I think today is so absolutely crazy how things shifted because right now at this exact moment, we were supposed to be in San Jose for your (laughs) TED talk and we're in the middle of this coronavirus quarantine. (laughs) And so I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, been looking at my calendar today, just thinking about that and the plans that we had made and group of us that were going to go and support you. And, um, just thinking about, you know, stepping into your courage and going to serve others and then the doors that open for you. And then right now it's like, we're in this moment where the big door opened for you. And we just talked about this before, yes. before Dominica did our, uh, this podcast, but we were talking on the phone, but it's crazy because this door opened and then here we are. And it's like, you could have shrunk down. You could have been, I mean, of course you're going to feel disappointed, but you could have like lived in that, but you said, no, I'm going to, let's do this podcast. Like (laughs) that was to me, that is like the ultimate moment where you say, okay, even when things don't work out, I'm going to be strategic and pivot and say, how can I continue on with this mission? Even if like in the moment that I'm supposed to be on the TED stage. So to me, that's like, the ultimate courage. And that's like, just really inspiring to me. Right? Well, thank you. You know, I woke up today and I thought, wow, like, you know, yesterday would have been the day that I would have been practicing with the selected speakers for TEDx and San Jose State University. And then today would have been the day uh, right now during this time would have been the lineup to go and, and do the talk. And I know that we share, you know, this aspiration of being able to um, be on a stage and share our journey and why we do what we're doing. And so not to have an opportunity that opened like that. And as Elena, you mentioned earlier, we were talking about it and not to stay stuck in that. Like that's a true testament on how much I've evolved. And I feel like I'm confident enough that we can say we, because this would not been a space where I would have been a couple of years ago. I would have been disappointed, angry, upset, but you're right. It's like taking that moment and then pivoting and saying, well, you know what? Um, That spot is still there for me. And when it's supposed to happen, it will happen. And, you know, just moving forward and finding different ways to carry on that message. Yeah. And I love that you said, you know, writing your mission statement because you added that into our living well program was like that mission statement and the wellness wheel and the 
vision boards that you, the workshops that you lead. And I think all of those practices that we, that we teach, but we also implement in our own lives, it put you in that space where you can say, like, even in the midst of the biggest disappointment, I will still rise up. I will still move forward. And it's not about where the message is shared. It's the fact that I have this gift to share to the world and I'm going to do it. And that, right. you know, it's like in this moment. And it's so funny because you were talking about how last night you would have been there. You would have been practicing. Like last night I would have been flying in to that airport from Nepal and staying at my aunt's house to go to right. your TED talk. So I'm like, yeah, it's like all the things that got rerouted because of this. And then I think about one of the biggest things that you and I always talk about is like focusing on gratitude, even in the moments that are like the most crazy and finding that gift in the circumstance, like finding the gift when things don't go your way. And I started talking with my husband last night, we were talking about how grateful we were, like, even though we were disappointed that the Nepal trip didn't work out, and I was going to take this class, ironically, on joy. There. Right. <laughs> um, but we were grateful, because what if the news came out a little bit later, we would have been on our way, we could have been stuck in that country, not knowing how to get home. So just the fact that things did work out in the right timing so that we didn't end up going on the trip and not being able to get home or quarantined over there or who knows what the circumstances could have could have been, you know. So just finding the gratitude, even in the disappointing moments, I think is is key. Right. That is that is so true. And um, you bring up a very good point of having gratitude you know, amongst it all, right? Because I think that's one of the things that is the most hardest thing to do when you're going through any disappointment or any reroute or something that didn't work out to hold that positive attitude and be grateful for maybe perhaps the reason why it got rerouted and, you know, the way that things work out. And I always found, I actually started having, I don't know if you knew this, but I started having a gratitude jar a couple years ago and I've made it a consistent, consistent habit. Of oh my God, adding, that's brilliant. Yeah. Just adding things to it. And it was, let me tell you, it was so hard to be, I am grateful for not to be speaking at the moment. Right. right. <laughs> right? It is, it really is a mindset shift to even practice gratitude itself. Right. You know, and so I think that what's amazing is that when you cultivate being around a group of women that are on the same uh, mission and mindset, they can, you can feed off of that energy and get reminded of that. And so, you know, I made sure that I was everything that hasn't worked out because of the standstill that we're going through right now that I've been putting that more at the forefront of just practicing that gratitude. Yeah. And, and also I love, you know, that like before we, we got on this, on your podcast, like on our phone call that we were talking to each other, I love how we were, you know, like you said, like having those friendships, those, that group of women where you can be honest and authentic and share and say like, like, I'm not like, I'm going to acknowledge 
that this sucks and that I feel sad and almost in a way grieving that loss because you worked so hard. I mean, I've been, been watching and been able to witness your like years of blood, sweat, tears, like dedication. And then now it's like that moment came and even though it's still there, it's just, you were prepared for it to be the night. (laughs) Right. It's right. It's like really powerful. I think to be able to have those strong friendships, a strong group of women where you can share in your disappointments and honor it because that's what can shift you quickly back into the state of gratitude and have the courage to really practice the gratitude. Cause like you said, it's challenging to say, I'm grateful right now, but if you can honor the, the disappointment, I think then you've given it, you've given it what it needed, which was a little bit of acknowledgement. And then you can step into that gratitude and say, okay, now I'm not going to live in this disappointment, but at least I said, okay, this does suck. I have that support from my friends. Okay. Now I can move forward. So. Right. And no, my gosh, that is so beautifully said. I like, I like how you said, like, I'm not going to live there. You know, I'm not going to yeah. live in that. Right. When you, cause when you think of, I'm going to go home, you think of a warm, um, household and so that kind of put it to perspective to me when you just said it right now like oh wait I don't want to go live somewhere where it's um you know muddy waters and you know yucky and not feeling good and so that that's really a great perspective of not living there yeah so I want to go back to that window we you and I often talk about that window moment yeah yeah, let's talk about that. That's my favorite. That's like one of my favorite conversations. I always say that's going to be a Super Soul Sunday story. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I always feel like, you know, we had that common moment of feeling like we couldn't affect change in our work environments and with things that were going around us. And so how do you feel when you look at back at that moment, which I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate that if you're stuck in your current moment and you feel like you can't change it, how do, how do you, how would you describe that moment where it shifted for you and the change did come and how that evolved? Yeah. So for those that don't know what we're talking about, I'll just give you a little backstory. So Dominica and I were in my office, the previous financial firm that I worked for, and we would host our meetings for our nonprofit there in the evenings. And we were looking out my office window and it just so happened that my office window faced the Gallows Center um, in Modesto. And ironically, it faced also the new office that I'm in now, which I had no idea that I would move to that new company. And so we're looking out that window, we're having this conversation. And I look at Dominica and I just say, yeah, I'm disappointed because I can, you know, make these changes in the community and share my talents with the community, but I'm not able to affect change within my work environment. And Dominica shared in that sentiment. And so we're looking out the window, we're having this conversation. And then the next day, so we do something called Well Wednesday, where we invite a community leader to speak once a month. And that, that month, we had had the CEO of the Gala Center, Lynn Dickerson, as our keynote speaker. 
And so the very next day after having the conversation with Dominica, I picked up the phone and called Carla at the Gala Center and just thanked her for, you know, having been there to introduce Lynn, having Lynn speak. And I said, oh, my gosh, an idea just kind of came to me. It was almost like a serendipitous moment. And I'm looking at that same view that Dominica and I were looking at. Yeah. And I said, would you host a graduation ceremony? We're going to have, like, we're going to teach, we're going to teach right. while programming in like small groups. And, and, and I don't even know where the idea came from. And she said, absolutely. And so I picked up the phone and called Dominica and shared the idea. I said, what do you think about us, you know, taking what we're teaching, which is that wellness curriculum. So financial, emotional, physical wellness, leadership skills, where we mentioned we write the mission statement. Uh, What if we developed a program and taught it to uh, your, where you work at the time where she worked, where they served underprivileged families? And she said, oh my gosh, that's amazing. And Dominica, you sent, gosh, how many emails (laughs) out to try I know. And then, you know what, when we talked, I remember being in my break room at that time and literally taking notes like crazy on a um, napkin (laughs) out of all things. I love that. I love that so much. (laughs) Like, okay, just tell me what we're going to do and we're going to do it. We're going to find a way to do this because I think it's just an amazing idea. (laughs) Yeah. And so Dominica sends these emails and of course they go nowhere because we're, you know, we're newer organization. We don't know, uh, you know, nobody knows what we're doing. We don't need, I mean, at that moment, we didn't right. have the program developed, but we just knew we were supposed to be providing it. We had the bits and pieces together. We just hadn't pulled it, put it into, you know, a very, the formal uh, curriculum. And so nothing happens. And then about what, like two weeks or a week later, it was really soon after that moment. It was, yeah. yeah. Dominica gets this email and it, it, what, I mean, it was like, congratulations, you're selected for 20 under 40. Was that what the email said? Yeah, it was basically. (laughs) And she sends it to me and she's like, instead of being like, and this is what I love about you so much, Dominica, because instead of being like, look at look my my award you said look at this opportunity we have to try to bring our living well program to my company and I'm like oh my gosh and so so all of this is in June of 2016 yes and then in August of 2016 I remember it so well it was August 24th 2016 was the award ceremony yes and here's the irony. It was at the Gallo Center. So where we were looking down at. And so at the ceremony, Dominica grabs Carolyn Jilton, who's also on our board. And she grabs me and she says, okay, let's go talk to the, you know, the executive director of our program right. and share our, our ideas. And oh my gosh, Dominica, we like bombarded him. <laughs> I remember grabbing you. Come on, let's go. <laughs> But he absolutely loved it. I mean, he thought it was a great idea. And so we had like three or four meetings over the course of that year. And then he he suffers a a tragedy. Um, He loses his daughter the day before Thanksgiving that year. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, 
he suffered this horrendous loss. Like he's not going to even care about our program. And I wouldn't even talk to him about it anymore. And Dominica, you email me, you're like, you, you need to talk to him. He, he really wants to do this. So I emailed him and he is so hard to get in front of. I mean, it took us months just to get one meeting. I and remember, he's like, yeah, can you come like two days from now? And so we moved our schedules around, met with him. And he said, now more than ever, I share your mission. I want to bring your program to our staff and uh, in honor of my daughter. And that's right. when we went back to the drawing board and said, this is bigger than us. We got to rewrite, <laughs> like we have to rewrite what we're doing and, and really change the entire dynamics of what we were providing to make it more about as Dominica, as you mentioned earlier, your mission statement, like your purpose in life and, you know, thinking about how precious and how short life is. And it's not just about enriching people's wellness, but it's actually helping pull out their destinies from within them, you know? And so having, having the deep responsibility of honoring his daughter through the process just made it so much more enriching because it's like, now we have this responsibility to serve not just his staff, but also to serve his mission in addition to ours. And I feel like that brought some kind of, in such a deep tragedy, it brought some kind of magic or beauty to, um, to the entire experience because we're keeping her spirit alive through that, you know? Oh, I completely agree. And I think that that is something that I've seen really flourish through well and the programs that have been brought to the table is having these women come through and be able to be vulnerable and say, I'm going to invest in myself because I want to move forward in whatever area, you know, their lives they're having trouble with. But it really is stemming from something that someone believed in and then just took something that happened that was awful and then turned it around and made it into something really magical. Yeah. And I think that too is where, um, a lot of like my, so that whole piece. So we write in our curriculum, there's a whole section on finding the gift in, in circumstances that are challenging. Like we talked earlier and I just think much deeper about that because of his mindset about his daughter it was like in the greatest deepest most tragic grief he was able to find that moment of I'm gonna honor her life and this is going to keep her spirit alive and so now it's like every single person that does that exercise they they see that gift in whatever stress or or tragic events that they've had to endure they see that there's that silver lining, like Nelson Mandela endured 30 years in prison and he came out and was like, changed a nation, you know? And so I think, okay, whatever I'm going through today, there's that silver lining. And then to be able to give that gift to others and knowing that, you know, having, having that responsibility to carry on that life that, um, and, and also, so the daughter of the executive director of the program has this quotes, live, laugh, and love. And so 
we always incorporate that into the program. And I think that brings a lot of joy to the transformations and the lives that we're serving, you know, his staff. So I completely agree. And, you know, it's been a really amazing experience to see how the program started with minimal participation and how it really has grown to be something so amazingly impactful not only with this particular organization, but the community itself. Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. And, and also just seeing like the, like our team, like I really feel like our team is like family. So Dominica is part of our team that developed the, the curriculum in this program. And there's five of us and each of us have gone on and, and done our, our own things on top of this. And I think it's just been really cool to see that, that you guys have grown into your own, um, like movements. I mean, I'm just looking at what you're doing, right. Dominica, and I'm like, so beyond moved by it. I mean, you have these huge events that you're organizing and these talks and this podcast and, you know, this TED talk and Harvard, Oh my gosh. Let's talk about Harvard. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it it's all stems from looking outside that window and having this pivotal moment that I believe we both shared where we really took something, a thought of what we both wanted to do and just stepped into it and allowed people to come in and shape that right and I and I'm a firm believer that and that's one thing that I love about our friendship is that you know unconditional friendship and building that tribe really is the key ingredient to really following your dreams or any goal for a matter of fact because I believe that when you have success it's built on the foundation of your support system and it's not singular it's multiple it's like as I'm and I hear you say this often you know we're we're rising together you know we rise yeah Yeah. and it's a beautiful testament to rewriting the narrative that there has to be competition or let me one upper and like this is not what none of us are about we're about you know, feeding each other and elevating each other and really helping where we can and honoring each other's vision in the middle of all of it, you know? Oh, yeah. I believe, you know, your your tribe helps you thrive, right? It's like there's, and, and we talk about this and I love our conversations about this is like that, I think it's a Jim Rohn quote, but the, the whole, we're the average of the top five people, we're the average sum of the top five people we, we spend the most time with. And, you know, it's, it's like being really mindful about who your peer group is. Now I always say like, you can't like, don't fire your family. Like if they don't share your mission, it's, it's about being mindful about who am I going to spend time with and have in my inner circle where I can share my dreams with, because I don't think that everyone's going to get our dreams. And I think it's like about being with those people that you trust and you love. And you obviously are one of those people in my life where you can say like, here's my dream. Like, how do I get there? And then, oh my gosh, I screwed up. Like, 
what should I do? And it's like having that like high level friend that can, you can trust with not just sharing, but that also gives you that advice and that support. So I think that has been like, if I had to take five things, you know, like five things that I like were the ingredients to success. I only could keep five of them. I think the number one thing would be that peer group. Like who, who did I learn from? Like what advice did I get and what's, who's in that circle, that close circle? Completely. And, you know, to that testament, it was amazing to have the opportunity to speak at Harvard. But what was even more amazing was to be able to front of, 300 young women and talk about the journey that I've been to and mentioning part of the boards that I've been in a part of and the organizations and being able to share photos of well and my friends and what we've done. And it's like, of course, I'm not there just to share about me. I'm share, I'm there to share about the key people who, who helped me get there and what they're doing. And so to have an opportunity to have these girls be inspired and look for that and know what, what it looks like and know what is a healthy friendship versus a toxic friendship. You know, that's, that's a whole nother, you know, episode on a podcast, but yeah. <laughs> you know, the, at yeah. the end of the day, you know, really what it is is that it's been, there's been something beautifully built around each other being able to come together and support each other. Yeah. And I think that's so amazing that you have, you were able to have that conversation with them because I think that, and look, when, when we were their age, I mean, most people at that age, they don't, they don't understand that dynamic. And so you just kind of surround yourself with whoever. And I, you know, many years, especially at, at, in that group of young ladies, they were in high school, right? Was that the age group you were speaking to or were they younger? There was actually some selected high school students attending, but most of them were college students. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, call it, I mean, even that age, right? Like it it was like, I didn't surround myself with people that were building me up. A lot of the conversations were, why would you, why would you think you could do that? You know? Right. And I think, I think it's like, that's, that's kind of normal when you're young, you don't think about it. So having you there telling them that if someone's, you know, if, if your group's not turning you on, maybe, you know, find it, find a new group. I mean, it doesn't mean you totally abandon all your friendships, but being more mindful about who is in that inner circle and who is that person or those small group of people that you can share your dreams with. Oh, I completely agree. So, Alina, I know we talk a lot about our projects and what we've done, but tell me right now, what is something that you're excited that you are working on right now? Okay, so I'm really excited about, uh, so George Bajurkis, I, I think I shared this with you, right? <laughs> if I didn't know, this is where we're sharing. Yes. So George <laughs> Tell me more, tell me more. I'm like, surprise, you're going to be a part of this. So George Vedrukas with MJC invited Well to create a Living Well online program for his staff that is co-ed. So 
he sees how important it is for his, not just his female staff, but also his right. male staff to receive this living well wellness program. And so that we actually were supposed to be meeting about this, but with being in quarantine, that's on hold right now. But um, we're really excited to be, to be taking our program and modifying it, making some adjustments so that we can bring this to both his male and female staff and provide them with that enrichment and him being a part of it. He also wants, because he's, you know, two years away from retiring, he wants to create a program for people in transition. So having our wellness program geared more towards people who are transitioning careers or transitioning into retirement, transitioning out of college. And the great thing about the program that we developed together, the Living Well program, is that it is malleable so that 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 type of tweaking could easily be done and reach more people and change more lives, which I'm really excited about. It doesn't veer off from our mission. Um, It just, I think, expands whose lives are being changed. Oh, most definitely. And that is exciting. Yeah. That's so exciting. I can't, I can't wait for that to roll out. I know right now it's kind of difficult because we're at a standstill, (laughs) but it really, um, to be able to touch more people in that way. And, and, you know, now we're talking a whole different ball game with upper ed and what it means to, you know, be faculty in an institution like that and health and wellness. So that's, that's really exciting. And so, so with that said, um, what is something that by the end of the year you really would like to see happen um, with any of the projects that you're working on right now? Ooh, that's a really good question. I think, okay, so if, <laughs> I, like, I'm hopeful, yeah, I'm hopeful like that dreams, by the end of this year. is no hold bar, <laughs> like what is, yeah. what is your ultimate thing that you would love to happen by the end of the year? Yeah, and I'm hopeful this quarantine will be completely over by then. So I think it would be really great for us to collaborate with your organization and other organizations that share the mission to help and support women and have a really inspiring and encouraging big event. And I don't know if it's one day or over the weekend. I haven't even, you know, thought about it, but just you asking that question, I went, you know, I kind of went into my, into my heart and thought, what, what is the one thing And I think that that is something that we need more now more than ever with this entire, you know, isolation moment is to have something where we can come together and get some really amazing information and meet some really incredible leaders and uh, women just coming together, supporting each other and writing their dreams down and speaking their dreams out and actually setting that goal at the event and, and taking those steps towards whatever their dreams are in the same way that we've been able to do. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we, if, if not having it completed by the end of the year, at least having it on the books, ready to go and planned out 
Right. That would be great. How, oh, my. How about- Oh my goodness. So if you can't hear me, I'm finger snapping with that (laughs) statement because it is time. I believe that um, this is a conversation that has yet to happen and needs to happen with joining forces with different organizations in the community that are aligned with the same mission. Because I feel like there's so many of us that are passionate about what we do, but we're working in silos. And if we came together you know, would be so much powerful. I actually had a Zoom meeting with someone who found me on Instagram and she, I did a Zoom workshop for a friend of mine out in Fresno a couple of days ago and she was a participant and had more questions for me. And so, you know, this was the first time I was trying to do this virtually by hosting a workshop. And so I agreed to jump on the next day on Zoom with her and have that one-on-one time where she can ask questions. And she told, she asked me, she said, Domenica, how do I take the passion of filling in a gap in my community and build a, a bigger community and a community of unity through it? And I, I was a little perplexed on how she asked the question, but the more and more I asked her about it, I thought, oh, she's wanting to build a female group out in her area because she really hasn't found a place that um, she's able to connect to connect with or thrive in. And so, you know, I believe that that's something that you and I share in because oh that's where we God. started, right? That is amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. And so my response was exactly what you just said. And I told her, I said, you don't need to have an immediate base. What you need to do is align yourself with females who are already doing it. And then you just expanded your network. So you're not starting out alone in this. You know, you just align yourself and move forward with with all of us together and so yes and wow and the fact that maybe some of these other doors were closed for her like she couldn't find exactly what she was looking for was probably meant to open that door for her to start her own movement her her own group or organization and just in the same way with us you know, we were like, well, there's nothing really existing that is in line with what I'm envisioning. So I guess we'll just have to start our own. Right. And you know, what was funny is she was like, she had a perplexed face. And I said, you know, did I miss the ball on answering your question? Did I miss the mark? I mean, and she's like, no, you're actually the first person who's offered me an answer to this. And I reached out to different networks in my community and like I've been basically ignored I've I felt like the groups that I was following kind of had a silo but then they were out there putting that you know everyone is welcome but yet here I am asking for help and I'm not getting it I'm just kind of you know shied away And so you're the first one that actually not only took the time to listen to me, but had answers. And I told her, I'm like, why would I keep anything from you that I know? Like, that's not how I operate, right? Yeah, it's that abundance, you know, the more 
we share, the more, you know, we all grow together. And I love that, that you, and that is exactly like, I mean, that's exactly what you do. It's like, every time I need help with something, it's like, well, I'll call Dominica because if she doesn't have the answer, she'll know who does or she'll find it. <laughs> we'll figure it out some way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so incredible. Well, I'm excited to hear about her progress and where she's going with that, you know. Right. I'm excited too. And it's kind of interesting because I've I've had um several different Zoom conversations with some of the participants and then even just being on Instagram alone. Like I've had a lot of direct messages and engaging with with women asking me like what is it that you're doing? Um how did you do that? And it really boils down to your thought of like just rewriting the narrative of coming together and supporting each other and having this really cool event that, you know, cause I'm not an expert on financial literacy, you know? And so why, yeah. if I can offer you that gap, like why not? And so, right. Yeah. It, to me, it's just a simple concept, but it still needs to be involved in the way that we show up and offer other people our support because that's not what it used to be. Yeah. And I love how you've grown these, these connections and relationships in all these different communities through your Instagram, like the event that was supposed to take place in a couple weekends that in Fresno, right. that was through, if I remember correctly, that was through an Instagram yes. message, wasn't it? Yes. Oh my yeah. gosh. That is amazing. Dominica. That was. And so um, and it's interesting how just putting yourself out there and, and I'm not perfect, you know, we're not perfect and just saying like, I'm just going to put things out there and how much it's resonated with people in the community, the Instagram world. And I've been surprised by how many people just say, oh, I'm, I just, can I ask you a question? Sure. Why not? If we don't ask, the answer is always going to be no. Right. And I absolutely love that you say we're not perfect. And I think that the, the key, the like main thing that holds people back is expect like not taking a step because it's not perfect. And I think, I think about, I keep bringing up speaking just because today's your TED talk. (laughs) But I think back to like our first times public speaking, which was about the same time. And like, I was a mess. Like I could not, I was so nervous. I couldn't formulate anything. And, but I just did it because I was like, I have to do this in order to share this with other people. Right. And eventually you get better and eventually you just keep going and it's like practice makes it better. And I'll never be perfect because I actually think there's beauty in the imperfection because people can relate more and that's where lives get changed. Because if we, if we put it out there all, you know, perfect, then that's almost where it feels unrelatable. So I love that you're not that you're just going for it. I mean, I think that inspires people to do the same. Right. And I, and it's funny because we, um, when we first met, we really did begin by sharing 
a stage together and talking on the yeah. same um, lineup, right? And so yeah. I I share that testament of it's almost kind of like feeling the fear and do it anyway. Yes. Right? But and and then and it's funny because as we both progressed in what we were working on, like you got we shared two awards together. Who can say that? I know. 20 under 40. Amazing? You got it the year after me and then outstanding right. woman together. Yes. That's right. And that was the same year. Right. The outstanding woman. That's right. right. Oh my gosh. That's so incredible. So really like I testament that recognition to that very thing, like being able to put yourself out there and doing it with the fear and knowing that things aren't always going to be perfect. You know, there's a possibility that it might look messy, but then there's yeah. these moments of amazing things happening. Remember when I told you that one of the participants from the well cohort came up to me and said, I just realized my wife, why I do what I do every day. And that was able to help someone on the phone call connect to different resources in the community. Like that was such an aha moment. And I remember being excited to tell you about it because she, it took her so much effort to participate in this cohort. Like it, it's a real vulnerable thing to do and talk right. about, you know, your journey. And she didn't understand the concept of a, a why or a mission statement, but through the program, she identified that. And I remember her just coming up to me and saying, and being like, wow, this is why I do what I do. And I have to tell you, Dominica, that phone call, I, I hold that phone call in my heart because it, it was just so beautiful how, and I want to say it was like six months after the program. It was like, yeah, that's how dedicated she was to, and committed to continuing the journey of living well. And, and when you told me that I was, I, I can't even tell you that. And it was in a moment where I was, and I think it was like right before we were launching our, our second living well with that organization. And so it gave so much encouragement. I'm like, okay, cause you know, your first one, you don't know. You're like, does this even work? Are their lives even changing? Is this even matter to them? Right. And so having you give like, call me on that and, and tell me what she shared it was like, oh my gosh, this works. And now all the lives changed. And, and today, so it's so funny because we're in quarantine. All of our living well online graduates are, are graduate, they're graduating because they had, you know, six months to do the living well online program. Right. And so I'm getting emails all week showing that they've completed their, their program and that they've learned. And, and it's like that, it's just amazing to see it because with all the progress, it's like we had maybe like we had 70% full the first time. And it was like hard to get people to sign up. Like you said, right now it's like, there's a wait list and it was so big that they asked us to bring it online. So it's like just sticking true to what you know, in your heart is right. Even through the mess, even through the beginning parts where things aren't going to go perfectly and just having faith 
that this is what you're supposed to do. I mean, still taking advice from people and still pivoting a little when you need to, but, but knowing that core piece is like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my mission in life and it's going to work. And, and it, and it did. And it was like, how many times, uh, you know, I had to call you and say, is this going to even work? Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like that phone call where you shared where she got it. It was like, this is why we do this, you know? And with that, with that said, it's going to be a perfect way to end yeah, our time together. Because I think one thing from just being able to talk about how much has happened since that moment at the window, that really that is what's at the heart of everything, right? Yeah. So Elena, Thank you so much for spending some time with us and talking about well and what you're excited about. And I'm just super stoked for this year. I know right now we're in a, in a little bit of a time of resetting and renewal with what's going on in the world. But I think that having an opportunity to talk about these things and when things don't go right. And how important it is to have that support group, like all that kind of goes away. And then you remember what truly matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, Dominica, I'm so honored that you asked me to do this with you and um, just appreciate, you know, everything that you're doing for your, for your tribe that, that you're creating in your organization and all that you've done for well, and just being you know, in each other's lives and your friendships. So I appreciate being a part of your podcast. Well, thank you. And I absolutely um, am privileged that you were able to come on. And I love that we can share this experience together. And so everyone that is listening today, um, Elena, before we sign off, can you tell them how to find you or how to find wealth? Absolutely. So our website is www dot well so that's w-e-l-l the number four women dot org our instagram is well the number four women and our facebook is women's education and leadership league perfect and with that said have a good night everyone bye good night